0: It's the crack of dawn, and as many citizens of Bloomington are asleep in their homes, recycling trucks are going door-to-door to to collect household recycling throughout the whole city. The amount of recycling in Bloomington has increased exponentially as the college town grows more each year. The City of Bloomington Sanitation Department began providing one recycling cart per household, free of charge, in the year 2018. Since before, citizens had to pay for a sticker in order to get their recycling collected, the carts gave much more incentive for people to recycle. However, national changes to recycling management were made in recent years that have negatively altered the recycling systems in the U.S. In 2017, China made the giant step in changing their management limits on recyclables. The worldwide importer for U.S. recycling used to accept 60 pounds of non-recyclables per ton of their collection. Now they are only accepting 10 pounds per ton, or 0.5%. This is a huge change that has altered the work of companies, districts, and even citizens. So what does this mean for the state of Indiana specifically? I spoke with executive producer of Monroe County Solid Waste Management District, Tom McClassen, who has been working with the organization since October of 2003. He explained to me the toll that this management change takes on the people processing recycling, such as an overabundance of waste and recycling that the U.S. has no space for.
1: The system that was in place, you know, was by and large not able to accommodate China's new contamination restrictions, and so nothing's going over to China anymore. So there's, uh, uh, you know, an overabundance of uh, recyclable material um, available domestically, and and it's more than the the mills and the processors um, can manage at this time.
0: McGlasson went on to say that there are even more issues with this change, such as how it affects business in the recycling management industry.
1: You know, that's had a, a, a negative impact on uh, the market rates. Um, so you now have a situation where, you know, a lot of organizations, a lot of communities, uh, same situation that the district's finding itself in right now where, you know, we used to get revenue from the material that we collected and sent off to be recycled. And we're now looking at uh, fees associated with that material um, to get it sent off and recycled.
0: The solid waste management district was formed in the late 90s as a way to collect solid waste in indiana apart from the city that way citizens who could not receive direct city services were given another option to get rid of their recycling and waste safely one of the major differences between the city and district services is the issue of contamination McClassen explained how many citizens are experiencing this as a direct result Of China's changes because of the extra time and money needed to filter out non recyclables from the collection. The management district differs from that because of their systems for processing.
1: You know, we don't really have contamination issues uh, with the materials that we collect and that we send off, and uh, the primary reason for that is because things are separated uh, at our facility. You know, we have Plastics go here, newspaper goes here, aluminum cans go here. So we avoid a lot of the contamination issues that uh, places that are doing single stream collection are, are running into.
0: As a vital component of this process, McLassen can relate to how this issue puts a dent into organizations like the Management District. He briefly stated his hope for companies like theirs to be able to get more capacity for recyclables in order to avoid more trouble down the line.
1: And you know, in, in the long run, uh, you'll see uh, uh, the, the mills and the processors, um, you know, are, are looking at doing things to increase capacity and to expand and, and build new facilities so that they can manage the volume of material that's out there to be recycled. But uh, to really make that work right. Uh, we need to make sure that we have contamination reduced as much as we can, and uh, and then hopefully, you know, when when capacity increases, contamination goes down. You'll start to see the markets rebound, and and some of the costs that we're now seeing associated uh, with recycling will go away, and 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 hopefully, uh, the revenue coming back to the the communities and the organizations like us that collect the material uh, can come back.
0: McGlasson assured the public that there is hope for the recycling management in Indiana as well as the U.S., urging citizens and communities to help improve systems by recognizing the changes that are happening.
1: Just because it's recycling in one area of the country doesn't mean it's recyclable in another area of the country. And bear with us all as, as we all navigate through the changes. and and. Just work with us to uh, to get things better, and, and hopefully, uh, down the road, things will start to come back to more of what we view as normal.
0: As such a worldwide issue this has become, it can easily be condensed into communities and then brought back out as a nationwide issue for the U.S. That is to say, if communities such as Bloomington show awareness, change is just around the corner. One simple step to achieving this goal for households to recognize what can and cannot be recycled in their areas. The Bloomington Sanitation Department lists on their city webpage many items to help citizens know the difference. Some examples of recyclables are dry paper products, aluminum cans, foil, and newspaper sleeves. Examples of non-recyclables for the city include food-grade cardboard such as pizza boxes, all forms of styrofoam, and packing peanuts. As McGlasson stated, there are many options for recycling in Indiana. The City of Bloomington sanitation department is just one. So just because something can't be recycled in one place doesn't mean it should go directly into the trash. For WFHB, I'm Katrine Bruner.